and we're live with Be Green with Amy. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Be Green with Amy. I'm Amy. Since 2012, I have been coaching people to join me in achieving their plant-based lifestyle goals of weight loss and improved health. So please post your comments, post your questions for our guests. You could even say, type in, be strong, be well, and be green. And let us know where you're from. Just test voice. Let's welcome our guest. Kathy Hester is passionate about making healthy eating accessible and delicious. Her recipes are plant-based and vegan. Plus, she can help you with your dietary restrictions or allergies with recipe alternatives. She runs the food blogs plantbasedinstapot.com and healthyslowcooking.com. In addition to being a blogger, she is a recipe developer, food photographer, and author of 11 cookbooks. She's sold over 150,000 books to date. Be Green with Amy welcomes... Kathy Hester. Greetings and welcome, Kathy. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me on. I really am super excited. Well, I am super excited too. I've asked our viewers who would they like to see come on, and your name came up so many times. So I'm just so happy that you had the time to share with us today. I'm in your kitchen now. This is so You fun. are. Everybody's in my kitchen. This yeah. is the way to do it. You can kind of see a little North Carolina back out there, a little bit of summer, <laughs> but you don't have to feel the summer heat. So that's a bonus. Yes, that is. And we have a lot of Kathy Hester fans that are tuning in today. See, that's Joanne Lakes. Okay. <laughs> And I, I, you probably know her, but she is like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're smiling. So I knew she would be on because it has to pay homage to you. And I'm so happy that she's here. I'm so, so happy everybody else is here too. This is really exciting for me. For those of you that aren't familiar with Kathy Hester, because some of you may not have even embraced this lifestyle, I would say that she's the godmother of the kitchen as far as plant-based cooking goes. I think that she's not just only a wonderful cook, she's a chemist. And if there's something that you want to be eating that's plant-based, but it's something that you used to eat when you weren't plant-based, Kathy, she can figure it out. She can not just figure out how to make it, but she can figure out how to make it taste great and even if you have restrictions, like maybe you don't use sugar or oil or salt or gluten, I mean, or, or not, there are just so many things that she can do. She's just amazing. I just think that whoever has not heard of her or not seen her, I'm glad that you're here because this is somebody that's really important to see. Now, Kathy, how many cookbooks, tell everybody how many cookbooks You've written. I think it's 10 or 11. I think it's 11 if you count the two, the revised vegan slow cooker and the vegan slow cooker. I have one self-published book that's the ghoulish gourmet because I love Halloween. <laughs> but all the other ones are just traditional paperbacks that you can get on Amazon.com. Um, I do a lot of appliance-based cookbooks, though not only that. Um, so I've done things in the slow cooker or the instant pot, um, the air fryer. And one of the reasons that I, and I love single subjects like oats, like what we're gonna cook today and beans. And so I just really like kind of getting into that intricacy of just 
one thing and what are the crazy things you can do with it? Because I do like to think of myself as a mad scientist in the kitchen. Um, but so I like to do all different kinds of things like that. And the appliances, one of the reasons I focus on that, and I find, especially when someone's either dabbling, beginning to test the waters of a whole food plant-based diet, or just beginning their journey into it, maybe they weren't cooking every day before, and now they're cooking every day. And so I think sometimes that can be a barrier for people, especially maybe you didn't cook before, maybe you always went out. But with a slow cooker, you can actually put some food in before you go to work, come home and you have a meal. Or if you're working from home like we are <laughs> in my household, you could just start something in the Instant Pot. And so just think about when you have that like 15 minutes of good energy. Some people wake up and that's their 15 minutes. And then some people are like, in the morning, I can't do anything. And maybe the Instant Pot, because you can have everything kind of ready, throw together a meal, take your walk, enjoy yourself, do a couple of errands if you want, because you can leave the house with either one of those, and then come back and have a whole food plant-based meal. And I think that just really kind of makes it easier for people to try things. I think it's great because some people get so excited about some appliances and, and think if I just had an Instapot, it would just change my world. And then they get it. And especially with the Instapot, a lot of people don't even take it out of the box because it, it, it's almost like it's one of those jack-in-the-box toys that they're afraid to open it up because they think some scary thing is going to pop out. So I'm so well, glad that you made these books. Oh, thank you. And and for anybody who's watching this, please know if you go either over to HealthySlowCooking.com or PlantBasedInstantPot.com, there's a banner and it says free five-day Instant Pot Challenge. And it really is free. It comes to your email every day from the very first day is how to take it out of the box. I have two unboxing videos. That, so you can unbox it along with me. We will make chai tea or boil water. We And if we boil that water, we're going to make a nice herbal tea with it. So everything that you do, we're going to use. And so I try to also in there have some different recipes. So if that's you, if you have not gotten your Instant Pot out of the box, I am your gal. So so definitely sign up for that. Doesn't cost anything at all. And you can even unsubscribe from my mailing list when it's all done. But Scout's why honor. would you? <laughs> I would hope you wouldn't, but I just want, it's not a trap. I just right. don't, you're already skittish about people. the Instant Pot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's just a, it's a royal sin if an Instapot stays in a box and never, ever sees the light of day because there's just so much potential. And it's, especially for newbies, who, and those are the very people that may be the most worried about getting it out of the box. Those are the ones that are going to be really enjoying using it and finding that it's so easy to use. And then sometimes with the blender, the Vitamix or other brands, mm -hmm. you know, with the Vitamix, some people are afraid to use it because they feel like it's like driving a stick shift or something because they're worried about the speeds <laughs> or, or whatever, you know? You just make everything so accessible. And that's what, like you were saying, for the most part, a lot of people aren't in touch with their kitchens and they just need to, to see that some of these appliances can be helpful. But you also show people ways of making this lifestyle accessible if they 
didn't decide to invest in these appliances in the beginning. I mean, that's how exactly. I was in the beginning. I didn't have these either. Well, I was mad. I remember the first recipe I found that had a $400 blender. I'm like, that is not a $400 recipe. Thank you. I'll see you later. So I actually have a Ninja blender. So I usually try things so that I can give some different directions. And in fact, the, the, how we're making the recipe today is if you didn't have a Vitamix. So, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later for sure. Um, but just know that it's all going to be okay, wherever you are on your cooking journey. And if it's like, uh, I had someone ask me what knife to buy today or the other night. And I was like, let's get, let's get started. That sounds awesome. And, and don't forget, sometimes you can get things inexpensive in your thrift stores, especially things like slow cookers. Sometimes even blenders, food processors, I found an air fryer. So if you're on a budget and you really want something, you can find it, but there, you can cook so many different ways. We can make things 80 bazillion ways. And you just have to find the way that makes you the happiest. Yeah, that's great. I started out with the lower priced appliances, if, if any at all. But for me, I was willing to spend the money, but I didn't even really know if this was going to stick. I didn't want to spend the money only to have it just be something that I decided to do for a week and then gave up on it. So that was my reasoning for not investing. But yeah, so that could be, that's another reason that maybe some people have for not investing in the appliances, but you just make it so accessible and so easy. Now you also give classes, you not, not only just have this, how to take an instant pot out of the box and boil water with it, but you also give cooking classes online. Is that right? It's correct. I teach two live cooking classes a month and you can either buy the classes separately or you can join something called Kathy's Cooking Club. Um, and that way you get a discount and it's just kind of renews. Actually, it was Joanne that was asking me to please have some way that she didn't have to sign up every time the class is so actually got listed. So it's kind of Joanne's idea in a way. Um, and in fact, I for this community, I made a discount. So I'm I'm not sure where you're going to put that, but yeah, you, if I would gonna stay tuned at the end of the broadcast. We're going to tell you because Kathy, not only is she so generous, but giving her time today with us, but she's offering a special Be Green with Amy discount. And we're going to tell you how to do that. So stick with us because I'll show that to you at the end of the broadcast. That would be awesome. And I did, before I forget, there's, I'm, I'm all about the tips. If you haven't figured that out. <laughs> um, if you really want an instant pot and you just are like, oh, I've got to wait till Black Friday or whenever the next Amazon sale is. When you go to Amazon, there's that little drop down that says books, kitchen, there's Amazon warehouse. Those are returns. Often the box was dented and that was it. And sometimes they are much cheaper than it is even on sale. So if, you, if you're on a budget and that's what you'd really like to do, just know. And I've got tons of classes where I teach you how to do different things, even cook multiple layers. That's one of the classes coming up. We're going to cook red beans in the bottom and we put a little rack in there and a stainless steel top and then we cook the rice so that it's all cooked in one pot so while it's cooking i can just go take my walk and it's oh, lovely that is fun that is that is a lot of fun i like that i've seen on some other youtube channels where especially it seemed like with indian cooking 
that they mm-hmm. find ways of making multiple things inside of a, an instant pot. So now you're going to be showing that too. That's wonderful. And you know, I personally know Joanne because I, <laughs> I and she's awesome. I had started a meetup group locally for plant-based people and Joanne had joined and uh, she actually has done recipe demos for us. And she, she's kind of the chemist in the kitchen too. And she really She's does. amazing. She, yeah. She really and, is amazing. And you, you know. guys should join us because Joanne posts a lot of her stuff over on my private Facebook group, Vegan Recipes Cooking with Kathy Hester. And I'd okay. love to see you guys come over. You can post some of your recipes if you want um, or just show us pictures of things. Come hang out. It's, it's a nice, super friendly place because I am, I insist. <laughs> so if you're not a nice person, don't come over. But if you're watching Amy, you have to be nice. <laughs> well, I tell you, for me, I just think you're awesome. And Joanne's an awesome cook. And and Joanne knows, and, and some of the other people in our group know also, in my home, my husband, Rick, he's the principal cook. And I do the chopping. I'm like the sous chef, you know, I'll clean all the veggies and chop them up. I make our big salads. And, but there are times when I'll cook something, but typically it's only if it has a couple of ingredients in it and I can't be easily distracted because it's going to burn on the stove because I say, oh, I think I'll rinse some dishes and then I get lost. And I have a series on my YouTube channel is called, Hey, I can make that. <laughs> and that's, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> I have to I have to show you this thing. This is gonna make some noise, but here we go. Do you have one of these? Okay. So it what it does in it? Oh my gosh. Oh no, I on, don't have one of it, those and I need it to looks know very what it crazy. is. So it goes on here, I'll move this over here so it can have, it goes on a pot and what happens is you cannot boil it over. Oh. It's and Amy, I have that because I am like you. And because I use You can't the, be like me. You're the queen I, of the kitchen. <laughs> no, I. I well, what happens is I do. That's why I like Instant Pot and Slow Cooker. You can walk away a lot yes, more. Yes. And go, ooh, I want to do this for a while. But then I'm notorious for boiling over pasta. Like, so I have two different kinds of those. Yeah. And it's. Because putting a spoon over never really works. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I, it may just, okay, it's not just me. I was like, maybe it's just me. Like but <laughs> you're right. You're so right. And we have an electric stove. So that makes it even worse because if you do catch it, you have to actually physically move the pot because turning it off doesn't do anything because it's still, still. And then you have to clean up all that stuff oh, that bakes yeah. on underneath Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to check that out and we'll, we'll try to put a link for that in our show notes so that people can hop on and get that. Now, one of the things that we like that people who aren't plant-based, they love cheese and they love cheese mm-hmm. sauce. And I think when I speak to people and I try to talk to them about maybe changing over into being plant-based, I think that's one of the number one things that people say, but what about, and they say my cheese. They don't even just say cheese. They say, (laughs) what about my cheese? And it's true. And for me, that probably one of the last things that I finally did give up was eating the cheese. I did this in 2012. So there was not as much information as is now. And of course I didn't have access to it. I didn't even know what nutritional yeast was or anything like that. So now how long have you been plant-based? 
I have been plant-based probably since 2011. So about 10 oh, years. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have been meatless. I went vegetarian in 1983 back in the old days. Yeah. That's, yeah. <clears throat> did you like cooking back then also? I didn't know how to cook in 1983. I learned when that was the thing. So I cooked meat for the first time and it was probably 10 days later that I went vegetarian. Oh it just, you know, I grew up in the seventies. So, yeah. you know, meat wasn't an animal. Meat was a thing in styrofoam. I know mm -hmm. that things are still kind of, there's a big disconnect now, but I feel like there was an even bigger disconnect yes. then. Um, and so I saw a side of beef on a hook accidentally through a door and I was like, okay, done. And that was it. <laughs> That's what started that for me. But I, in looking back, I had leaned towards it my whole life. So my mom would make beef and noodles when I was little and I would eat all the beef first so that I would could leave the noodles the way I liked them, which was without it. So, you know, because there was no not eating the thing. No, that's right. Because there's too many starving uh, children. Right, right. So, <laughs> you know, when you look back, you're like, oh, yeah, I see this getting ready to happen. And then I started blogging. Before I started Healthy Slow Cooking, I was actually had another blog that I was doing some um, vegan and vegetarian. Well, first I started being vegetarian slow cooker recipes. And a lot of vegans asked me to make some modi modifications. And that's where I found I love making recipe modifications. And I, my friend had a baby, her daughter was dairy, had a dairy allergy. And she was, she was, you know, having a hard time getting all the things done as any new mom did. So I was making her vegan slow cooker recipes that she could use and decided I wanted to do a book. And during that process is when I went vegan. Wow. That's amazing. Here you were just vegetarian and you really didn't cook very much. And then you become a cookbook author and you're in the kitchen cooking. I mean, this is a total life change. Was See, there I can do it. You can do it. Exactly. Was there anybody mm -hmm. in your family or anybody that you growing up that you saw cooking that kind of touched? No, no. I really, until 1983, that's when I really learned how to cook. And I feel like Ma Molly Katzen taught me how to cook through Moosewood. And then I was a big fan of hers and Nava Atlas. And I just kind of taught myself how to do it um, and experimenting. And just like anything else, you have to be willing to make some mistakes and have some failures. But if you want to succeed or move forward in anything, you have to really be willing to fail. And I just want to put that out to anybody who, you know, the first time you cook beans in your Instant Pot, they may not be done. You might have to put some more water and cook them in again, but that does not make you a failure. That doesn't mean you did anything wrong. That means the beans were older than the ones the recipe developer cooked, right? That's, so I think yeah. See, that's, we, that's we have to give ourselves some kindness and grace in the kitchen because I've with all the books, I mean, and the blogs, I sh surely I've got to be close to a thousand recipes that I've developed. Maybe it's only 800, so I'm not trying to be braggy. Um, and sometimes things didn't work out the first time. And you know what? That's okay. You learn from it, right? You, you try it. You change something. Like you may make the recipe I'm going to make, and you might be like, that's really bland to me. And we'll talk about how you could adjust that. 
and it's not that hard. And whenever you make anything in the, whenever you make anything, everybody, when they make things on the stove top, they taste it before they serve it and adjust seasonings, right? It's just what you do. They don't do that in the slow cooker in the instant pot. And that's why the slow cooker gets such a bad reputation of everything tasting the same. Interesting. See, these are the things that you've learned over the years as you've developed the recipes and you've made your mistakes, right? And you've learned from them. And, and that's what we really have to give ourselves, like you said, give yourself a little grace and realize and it, that you can do this. Absolutely. And, and one thing I'd like to, to, to bring up too is that just remember that even if you make something that's just kind of like, that's okay, it's edible, it is not my favorite thing, it's still probably better than the spaghetti and jar of sauce you might have made instead. And you learned something. Yeah, absolutely. And I love this lifestyle because you can taste while you're mixing the ingredients <laughs> up and you don't have to worry about cross-contamination or, or getting sick because you tasted something that was raw with bacteria. And that, that's the thing that I do like about it is you can actually just taste as you go along. It's so true. And then as I've gone along, more of my recipes say things like sweetener of choice to taste because sweetener is like, um, it's, it's like a minefield. <laughs> everybody has their favorites and everybody has their least favorites. Um, and it's so great. It's a great thing because you can taste it as you go along. So if you choose date sugar or maple syrup or, you know, however you choose to do that, you can kind of, I agree, taste it and just see. I don't know if you can, if you've been watching on the screen, but we're getting a lot of your fans <laughs> have been popping oh, up and, and commenting and saying all kinds of things, nice things about you and about the lifestyle and the cooking and, the, and also the easy cleanup too. Uh, Apple 369 said, I love how easy it is to clean up after cooking. And you're right. It is great. So the cheese is something that was the thing that you decided to show us today was this queso recipe. And I'm glad that you did, because this is one of the, the barriers that a, a lot of the newbies have. And then also even the people that have been cooking this way, it's, it's nice to see a different variation. So why don't you get us started and tell us about your recipe. Absolutely. So what we're going to do is we're going to turn rolled oats into nacho cheese sauce. And if for some reason you're allergic to oats or can't have oats, you can get um, gluten-free rolled oats, which these are. You On um, plantbasedinstantpot.com, I have a cauliflower queso and I have a potato queso on healthy slow cooking. So I got you covered. So I'm going to go ahead and get let you see the overhead while I'm putting this stuff in. So Kathy at, on her laptop, she is has a completely camera angle. And this is what she does on her live cooking shows. And so you really get to see different camera angles, which is, I think it's so important, especially when you want to see what the, the chef is doing. And instead of them just tilting the camera once in a while, like you can actually see it. I just feel like I'm right in your kitchen. Thank you. I feel like you're right in my kitchen. So we put one cup of rolled oats and you can get this recipe. Um, Amy, I think you're yes, putting this I'm going to have it available right? for everybody. If you check out the show notes, you're going to be able to get the recipe. And a half a cup of nutritional yeast. I love my nutritional yeast. It makes such yummy, yummy sauces. And then we're going to use um, some jalapeno powder. 
which I really like. And if you smell it, and I do this all the time, I'll probably cough again. It's such a, <laughs> yep, here it comes, <laughs> but I can't help it. Such That's your snuff. <laughs> it it kind of is. What this gives is kind of that green flavor and it's a little bit spicy. So you can actually um, go to a Hispanic market or um, like savory spice shop, somewhere like that. I go to the Hispanic market. I get jalapenos. I take the stems and the seeds out. <laughs> One day I won't do it, but I can't help it. It smells so good. Um, and then I just put it in my dehydrator, which I just use the Breville over here, but you could use those. I also have the really inexpensive white round one that I got at the thrift store. Um, then all you have to do is let them, I slice them a little bit, let them dry out and put them in a spice grinder. And I'm gonna go ahead and put um, a half teaspoon of granulated garlic powder. You could also do the same thing with garlic and the onion powder that I'm talking about if you wanted to make your own homemade. So think about that. If you're bored, I have projects for you, <laughs> right? You have a lot of these recipes you give free on your website, and then you also have a lot of them in your different cookbooks. Absolutely. Um, and we're going to use some cornstarch, and that's what's going to thicken it up. Now, if you're allergic to corn, you can use tapioca starch, but you can get organic cornstarch, which means it's non-GMO, okay? And this is what's going to thicken this lovely, lovely sauce. Yeah, that was one of the things that I struggled with when I would cook. If I added cornstarch, it would always come out lumpy or something. I just never could figure out how to do it. Well, and we can talk about that in a minute. We're doing it a little different here. But yeah. if you're doing it to um, thicken up a gravy, mm -hmm. and I'm going to put a half a teaspoon of onion in onion powder in here. And... And remind me in just a second, because I've got to, we're also going to use this vegan lactic acid. And it doesn't give you a cheesy flavor. Let me let you see that in here. See, it's just like a white powder. But it does give you this kind of sour taste that cheese does. And it is vegan. So even though it says lactic, which makes you think it has milk in it. Yeah. And this version, there's a bunch of them. I just have used the Druid's Grove. And it's just from Sugar Beets. And it's oh, got okay. all the things on it. So it's organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, and vegan. Excellent. And it really gives things like, if you're making a cheese sauce or something like that, it can really give it a little extra zing. If you don't have it, you could put a little bit of apple cider vinegar in there. You could put something that gives it a little twang. You could put a little miso in there. Just something like that's gonna, you know, some sauerkraut juice in a pinch. You just want something a little funky would be nice. I'm gonna put a pinch, a big pinch of mustard powder in there. It just also gives it kind of the bite that cheese often has. And then I wanted to talk about salt. If you use salt, you can put salt to taste in here. If you don't use salt, and I'll show you this overhead because it's ground really nice. Okay. So this is my plain salt substitute. 
And how I make this is I take one tablespoon of granulated garlic or garlic powder, one tablespoon of onion powder, one teaspoon of ground celery seed. And then because I like everything mixed up really well, I grind it together in a spice grinder. That's why it looks like this. And what it does is it really gives that mouth feel from salt. You know, salt gets that kind of mm, <laughs> right. bitey thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it gives you a little bit of that bitey thing. And I think it's Joanne that says that celery seed actually has some uh, a little bit of sodium in it. I don't right. know why. I often don't know why. I just smell things till they smell right. Yeah. Well, most plant foods have sodium in them. And, and that's something that people who are eliminating salt, like I do, SOS free, no sugar, oil, or salt. And people will say, but you have to have salt. What many people don't realize is that there is sodium that naturally occurs in food. But if you've been eating a lot of salt in your diet, you don't usually taste it. But if you've eliminated the salt for a period of time, then you could eat things like celery and actually taste the salty taste of celery and other things as well. So we do get sodium in our diet, even if we don't use any extra added salt. But I love that's, that you have that substitute for people. That's a great point. And like I have some, I make a lot of spice blends because I think one of the things too, if you're like new, so yay, nacho cheese, right? So, because what would I put nacho cheese on now that I'm not eating deep fried tortilla chips? I could put this over a potato with some black beans. Maybe because it's summer, I could um, chop up some zucchini and or yellow squash, toss that with a little bit of chili. I say chili for the stew because <laughs> that chili blend powder and a little bit of cumin, maybe a tiny bit pinch of coriander and have all that together, that would be magical. So you can still have some of those same things you crave because I love nacho cheese. I love this creamy sauce sort of thing, but you can also then use it in a different way. So think about that too. So we've got all these together. If you have a high speed blender like this, you could keep blending it until it gets hot. And we're today we're just gonna blend it until it gets smooth. So it's not going to thicken up. But what will happen is once this gets hot and you'll feel it start to get hot and you'll be listening for the sound to go from something like that. It'll come down a little bit. That lets you know it's thickening. You want to stop it. And same thing with um, when we're whisking it, which will be that's going to be my trick <laughs> to try and do today. You want to stop before it's just as thick as you want because it's still going to be hot and still going to continue to thicken. What if it's too thick? Add extra water, slowly whisk it in. I'll probably be able to demo that <laughs> before it's all done. And um, also, if you make it now and you want to heat some up, you can add more water to it then too. So I am going to be blending this for probably about 30 to 60 seconds. Okay. And while Kathy is blending, I have our engineer, Rebecca, in the background. She's saving your ears from the blending noise so that, and I'm going to just going to talk a little bit. One of the things I want to remind everyone is that the recipe is going to be in the show notes. So check that out. Also, we're going to have a special discount for Kathy's classes that are just for Be Green with Amy audience members. Stay tuned because we're going to give that code to you at the end. 
and we'll also get a, a link out to you. And it looks like she's almost done blending. So it's just going to be, it's really thin now. Just, it's basically, it's cheese oat milk. <laughs> okay. All right. You, and you could taste it right now. Actually, let me um, just get a taster spin. So you can even taste it now and go, that Kathy girl doesn't like her food spicy. Ooh, it tastes pretty good to me. If personally, I would add more jalapeno powder, but Cheryl is not a big fan. Now, I'm not going to worry that some of this is a little lumpy. I'm going to go ahead and scrape this in here anyhow. Because when I cook it this way, instead of just blending it, it often gets a little bit chunky. And there's nothing wrong with that, really. Um, but if you prefer a smoother sort of cheese situation, we've got you covered. So what kind of spatula is that that you're using? I got this somewhere, and um, it's for the Vitamix. Oh, it's it a Williams-Sonoma. Like Williams-Sonoma. Oh, okay, because it looks like it's kind of curved. It is. Yeah, because I tried to get one that was supposed to be designed for the Vitamix, and it, it was all right, but I wasn't. Well, and I have these these guys. I think that's one of the ones yeah, from the Vitamix. Yeah, that's the and one they that just I... tear up so fast. Yes, yes. And that I'm sure that I think this one was like $14. Yeah, but that looks like it's offset, so it might even be better. That's great. Yeah. So do you, after you use your Vitamix for meal prep and now you're done, you're not going to make something else in it right away. What do you usually like to do to, to clean it out? That's a great question. I'll show you overhead when it's more interesting than this. Um, what I would do right now probably is just rinse it out. And then sometimes I scrub it. I don't always um, put the washing liquid in it. Because I find that with some things like oats do have a little bit of natural oil and anything that's got a little bit of oil seems to kind of cling a little bit more. And I find that with oats, I have to scrub it a little bit. What about you, Amy? Oh, well, I eat turmeric every day. <laughs> we, have, we have a smoothie every day for breakfast and we have turmeric. So that's the thing I've, I've been trying to be more diligent about rinsing it or soaking it. And one of the things that I've been doing is, you know, white vinegar is quite inexpensive. And I've been trying to, after I'm done making that breakfast smoothie, but I really should say Rick's doing it because he's the one that makes the, he puts a lot of different ingredients in. So after we're done, then I'll put it in the sink and I'll just add water and equal parts of water and vinegar and just let it sit there until I'm ready to use it again. And what I like about that is unlike soap, if you wanted to use it again, you wouldn't have to worry that you didn't get all the residue of the soap out. You could just rinse it. And if, if there was still a little bit of vinegar left in it, it wouldn't be a big deal. But I think that that for the maintenance part, and I even have a video on how to clean your Vitamix cleaner if it's, and we'll put a link to that if it's really cloudy, but in between the, those scrubbing cleanings, that, that's what I like to do. I think the white vinegar is a really, really nice, easy way to try to keep up with the maintenance. I asked oh, I Chef, love that. Yeah, I asked Chef Ramsey's Bravo because he was doing a demo for us and his container was so nice and clean 
And I asked him, what did he do to keep his clean? And of course, he works at True North. And he said, we just get another one. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I was like, that would be nice. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a normal home expense (laughs) for sure. And as you can see, see how it's already starting to thicken up some? See how some of that's thick? And we could stop here or we could even make it thicker. And again, since the induction burner is often my nemesis that I use on this side, but it doesn't take long at all. And see, that's already kind of, and I'll show you too from the um, side. It makes such a beautiful drizzle. See, look at that. And you can see that it's not perfectly, perfectly smooth. Uh-huh. which is why um, we'll blend it again. I'm going to go ahead and turn it off though. And I'm just going to, I didn't plan this one well. I never have a place to put my spatula. What about you guys? <laughs> I'm always like, what? Who would have thought, right? And see, even this is still going to be cooking because it's still warm. So just remember that. So it might even be thicker than what we saw by the time I blend it one more time. Right. So this was just a different option. You could have continued blending it because a high-speed blender like Vitamix, when you blend it for a long period of time on high, it actually does heat things up and can make it pretty much boiling hot. But in the interest it, of time and also the different ways of doing this, if we didn't have a high-speed blender, then we, you showed us different ways. And that's nice. Yes. And the thing is, is I will tell you three to four, three to five minutes of listening to the Vitamix makes you want to like scream. So (laughs) we have, we have earmuffs, we have ear protectors because we're going to live to 105 and we want to be able to hear what everybody's talking about when we live that long. So, so I love that. Whenever we use the high speed blender, we use the ear protection. Okay. I'm going to blend again. So everybody blend again. So we don't have to cover our ears because Rebecca's going to mute the blender. And Joanne says, Amy's Vitamix container really needed some elbow work, but she learned how to really clean it up. And she has a video on how to do it. That's right. We were talking about that because when we were meeting as a group, we would have potluck dinners and sometimes we would have different members do recipe demos. And Joanne, she was the number one recipe demo person. She did more recipe demos than anybody else. Oh, look. It's already done. See, you made quick work of that. Ooh. And see how it thickened up just that extra little bit. You were like, I wish you would let it go just a little longer, right? Uh-huh. See, right. I was yeah. hearing that. But see, and now you can see just how smooth it is from doing that second blend. Uh-huh. See, now, oh, yeah. no one would be like, you made that with oats. Oh, you would never even think. Mm-mm. And you could make this thinner or thicker mm-hmm. according to whatever you wanted to. And the cornstarch does some of the thickening, but also the oats has some natural thickening in it as well, which is which is just pretty cool. Yeah, I think, I mean, for some people, they, they don't care for oatmeal made with oats because it can be a little slimy. But that works in your favor when you're making a cheese sauce because you're getting that texture. Mm-hmm. See, you don't even need a chip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I like about if you don't like jalapeno, this isn't a spicy dip. And 
let's say you're like, okay, Kathy, in your fancy jalapeno powder, I live in the middle of nowhere. Put in some pickled jalapenos, right? You could put in, if you like it spicy, you could put in some pieces of fresh spicy peppers. We could also, and I've served it this way before, I've made it kind of loaded where I took some Rotel tomatoes or the organic equivalent, of course, which is just diced tomatoes and green chilies. You can and they have a no salt version of the Rotel as well. Yes, they do. Thank you for reminding me of that. And then um, you could put, I call it torchy style. There's a restaurant in Austin. It's not vegan, the queso. But I was so interested. They actually put a like a, a rojo sauce on it, which I do have a recipe on healthy slow cooking, but they put a little bit of guacamole. So if you eat avocados, you can make them with avocado. If you don't, if you're on a whole food plant-based diet with like SOS or no oil or Chef AJ's version of that, right? You can make it with green peas. You can make a guacamole with green peas and, that, wow. and you could use that in there too, right? So that would make it even extra special. And I think that's what usually Joanne suggests. So Joanne may have already written that in the comments because I'm not <laughs> reading the comments. So I'll just credit her. Joanne said it thickens in the fridge also. Yep. And you can even see as it's cooling down. Let's see. I'll only eat this bowl, I promise. <laughs> it's a soup also, right? You know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a cheese sauce. <laughs> it's true because, you know, they do have cheese soup, right? I think mm -hmm. I had that once when I was a vegetarian. I think it was like cheese and beer. And I have a, a rare bit sauce, which is very similar to this, but I think I use vegan Worcestershire and some different seasonings. And that's like traditionally over toast or something like that. But any sauce can then go over beans, grains, vegetables, and of course, baked potatoes, because they're the best. Joanne said she has two jars in the fridge right now, two different <laughs> flavors. Uh-oh. <laughs> Inquiring ears want to know, Joanne, which, what flavors did you make? Ooh, I see somebody in the comments said they bought the new stainless steel container from Vitamix. I like how you think. That's all I have to say about that. But we'll have to wait, I guess, for Joanne to tell us what she's made. Have I have a green dragon one. Green dragon. Is that like the green dragon sauce from Trader Joe's? Hmm. I like I like all those things. But so with this, um oh, <laughs> so <laughs> Apple says I'm on my way to Joanne's house. Let's all go to Joanne's house and hang out. I'm there because I say all the time, I'm ready for Joanne to adopt me whenever she wants to. I might be a little old for that, but you know, we try. But um, let's talk about how we could change this cheese sauce. You perhaps hate jalapenos and maybe you're just not, the nacho cheese makes you think of things that you can't have instead of being, instead of like me, which is like, Mmm, creamy, cheesy sauce for things. We could also, we could have used maybe two tablespoons of nutritional yeast, still uh, left out the mustard and the cornstarch, left out the jalapeno powder and the lactic acid. And then we could have made like a creamy sauce. So like to go over um, spiralized zucchini. So maybe I could put this creamy sauce 
and maybe make a pesto and kind of swirl the two together. I'm kind of obsessed with making this oat sauce. If you go to healthy, no, if you go to plantbasedinstantpot.com, I have a scallop potatoes that use like an oat creamy sauce. And that's where some of these creamy sauces came from. And you can make them different kinds of flavors as well. So for instance, um, I did an Iron Chef with Chef AJ, I think it was a week or two ago. Time is not my friend. I don't remember. <laughs> but so I made an oat cheesy sauce and I kind of, we had to use some tomato paste, which I would not recommend putting in, but it worked okay. Um, I have some butternut squash spiralized noodles that I got on sale at Harris Theater for 50 cents each, super excited. And I wanna make kind of a fall flavored oat cheesy sauce. So I take the oats, a little bit of nutritional yeast, just enough to get a flavor, not enough to make it taste cheesy. Um, <clears throat> I would add some powdered rosemary. I like powdered rosemary, but you could also use the longer dried rosemary, which is like the little leaves. I don't like that it pokes me. So I grind it in my spice grinder. And I kind of, I do that with a lot of blends so that the spices really incorporate and they incorporate into your dishes a little bit better. So I would take that, maybe a little bit of marjoram, some herbs or things like that. Um, we could also put a little bit of oregano, blend that all together. And you could put that over that butternut squash for an amazing fall dish that's all completely whole food, plant-based, no oil SOS. Wow. That is amazing. Well, I could talk about oats forever. And what's I find it ironic that Outrageous Oatmeals, that book is the only book that's out of print. And it's the whole food plant-based community's most favorite cookbook of mine. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. And there are we still have a few copies if anybody wants them. You can order them through Virtual Veg Fest. Um, and that's actually the person who runs the veg fests around in Actually, it used to be in North Carolina, and now she's much bigger. It's like this giant part of the United States that she does them in. Oh, wow. Apple wanted to know, do you parboil your potatoes for the scalloped casserole? I am trying to remember back to those days, and I think no. But what I did is I used a mandolin, and I did them very thinly, and I'm cooking this in the Instant Pot. Um, and so it does cook for quite some time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it does cook a long time, but that way you don't have all the fuss. Hey, and now, Marcy want to know if you made the powdered rosemary in your grinder. Can you talk about your grinder? Yes, I can. And you know what? Let me <laughs> let me see if I know where I put it. Okay. And I will show and it for to those you. of you that are that are just tuned in. The recipe for this is going to be in the show notes. So you're gonna and also we're gonna be stay tuned because we. Kathy has a special offer just to be green with any viewers for a special discount for her classes. So that's going to be something we're going to talk about in a little bit too. But the recipe, if you want it, it's going to be available in the show notes. So don't worry about it. And you want it. I'm oh, sure yes, of it. I'm Especially to because it's so versatile because you can just do so many things with it. That's just fabulous. Now, I don't so know where the bottom of that one is, but that's the top. I'll show you two. So at Amazon, before I show you the one that you probably can't have that I use all the time, 
Okay. It has a base, a little base. These cost like $25. You get two of these inside. Uh-huh. Right? And so that way you could use one for coffee. I mean, they're stainless steel, so they're not really going to have a smell. Right. You could also use your coffee grinder. So maybe you used to drink coffee and now you don't. So, or maybe your spouse drinks coffee and you don't. If, in that case, I would probably go ahead and get a second coffee grinder at the thrift store. But either way, take some white rice because white is going to be easier to permeate to get some of that coffee flavor out. Grind up a bunch of it till you don't smell the coffee. And that would Grinders. be uncooked, uncooked white rice. Yes, yeah. yes, it would. That's a huge point. For Thank our you for first newbies it. that don't know about the white <laughs> rice trick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, one of my biggest failures is I, I got an idea in my head. I wanted to try and make a dough from cooked forbidden rice, black forbidden rice. Mm. And I put it in a, a little food processor. And oh my, it was so gummed up. It's don't ever do it. Oh. Trust me, I do these things so you don't have to. But like, I even had to take the thing out, the little blade, and stick it in a plant so that it could try and soak out the middle. Yeah. So definitely uncooked white rice. But what it does is it helps absorb some of those odors and cleans it out some. So oh, that's if great. It, yeah, and then you could follow it up after your spice. So but now is that, is that a spice grinder or is it a coffee grinder? What is it? What um, would it be called? It, oh. Probably a coffee grinder, but it could be okay. called a spice grinder. Yeah. Um, and these aren't very expensive now on Amazon. Again, there's a little base for this. And then I have this Ninja, which is, I don't think they make it anymore. It's the Auto IQ. I think it's very old. Uh -huh. And so they had, and they don't, they only sell this part. They don't sell the top that works on it anymore at Amazon. Uh -huh. And then I get a powerful grind off yeah. of this. And so if you see something like this at the thrift store or your friend or your relative is getting ready to get rid of it, take it. I love it. <laughs> and actually I bought another one of these without the lids just so I could have a backup um, because it just makes things so easy. And if you're new to whole food plant-based cooking, one of the things that I hate to say mistake, but maybe a pitfall that people do is they're like, okay, I have this list. I can eat these things. Here is my plain potato. Here are my, here's my plain steamed bag of frozen vegetables. Why do I not like this so much? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And sometimes it could be a, a sauce like the oat sauces that we were talking about. It could be balsamic vinegar, but it could also be Cajun spice. I make a barbecue seasoning that Reminds me of barbecue potato chips. Actually, Chef AJ likes it too. Um, and so there's all different kinds of seasonings that you can put on things to kind of give it a little bit of a twist. Because, I mean, I love potatoes, but I don't necessarily love absolutely plain potatoes 100% of the time, right? And it could be as easy as you could make it you could pick the cauliflower out of your California mix you just steamed, puree that with um, a little bit of nutritional yeast, maybe a little, or a little bit of balsamic, um, a salt seasoning or a salt, however you, you know, a salt substitute or salt, and a few different herbs that you have. Like now we have basil, right? We could make like a creamy light basil sauce. 
to go over our potato. Wow. In the winter, it might be that you've got some kale. You, you know, you could do some kale mixed up with some different things and make like a little pesto out of that. And it just, it's just that extra little bit really gives you like this little flavor bomb that when you put that on your potato, then it seems like magic. Oh, wow. It's so, it just seems so you have like a base and you just do a little bit of this and it becomes something totally different and it's just a little tweak. And these are just all these kinds of tips and tricks that you give in your classes. And also the fact that people who are taking your class, they can ask the questions and you read the questions. Today, we're giving you a little break and we're reading the questions, but typically you have your you have your laptop over there, right, on your counter. And when you're doing your classes, the questions come up and you go and read them so that you're Absolutely. interacting with the students. And if they say, Absolutely. well, I don't know how to make this or, you know, I failed at this and I didn't know what to do, you help them. Yes. And we don't usually do cook along classes, though sometimes people do cook along because a lot of times I will develop a recipe in class so that everyone can kind of learn that process so that you have more freedom over what you're doing. And there will be a recipe at the end if you're a new person that you can follow that we all made, you know, that that worked out well. Uh, the other thing to know is you don't have to attend live, though I think people really enjoy attending the live classes because they do get to get their questions immediately answered. Um, but you, once you buy, if you're purchasing a class, so I think, um, oh, I just put in so many classes that I've forgotten what we're doing. I think we're doing Thai and a Thai dinner and a Vietnamese dinner class coming up um, for August. And you can watch, once you buy that one class, you get to watch it as many times as you want. You get the recipes after the class and you have everything all set up. So if you were like a few months later, I don't remember what Kathy put in that Tom Yum paste and this recipe is confusing me. You can watch it and even cook along with me again later. And if you're in Kathy's cooking club, that includes both classes every month for a discount. So usually the classes are $35 each and usually the membership is $50 a month. Right. But you're giving a special offer to the Be Green with Amy viewers. You want to tell everybody about that? Sure. It's the very first special offer. So um, you're going to have to, I think it's Be Green with Amy 2021. Is that the code? Yeah. Well, but you're going to give them. We're going to put the link in, okay. our, in our show notes so that people don't have to worry about, right? Because if they get one little digit wrong or something, it won't work. So we're just going to put the link right there. All you have to do is look at the show notes. We got a lot of information in the show notes, including the recipe and that link. So tell us about it. And they'll just click on the link if they want to take advantage of it. Absolutely. And you're going to get it for $40 a month and that's going to be continuous. And this is the first time there's ever been a kind of a discount code for Kathy's Cooking Club. So I'm excited to see you guys come on over and hang out with us. So what happens if you got it today, you would get both classes because they're come. I think I'm teaching a class this coming Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and then the next Tuesday. They kind of change a little bit, but I have actually scheduled them. I've all, as of tonight, I will have scheduled them all the way through the end of the year. So you can kind of make your plans um 
it's possible some of the times could change if everybody votes for it. But right now we've been doing it in the evenings because um, weekends were getting a little bit harder. But then you, you would pay your $40 and it would renew every month until you cancel it. And unlike a lot of things that are like that, you don't have to email me. I don't have to cancel it for you. You go to Podia. So my classes are at Kathy Hester, K-A-T-H-Y-H-E-S-T-E-R dot Podia, P-O-D-I-A dot com. And we'll put that so, in the show notes too. Okay. And I think that I, the link I gave you for the class actually has the coupon code on the end. So they can just click that and it'll add the coupon. And they'll get that. Okay. Yeah. So it make, I try to make it as easy as possible. So just know that once you sign into your account, keep your information so that you can go back and go, I love Kathy, but I just need a little break from cooking classes. And you can unsubscribe yourself and then you can subscribe yourself back later on if you want to. So right. you hold the control. That's what I really want to make sure people understand. Because there's, there's some subscriptions I'm trying to get out of right now that I have to contact people and wait to hear back from them. Right. Because sometimes we just get busy and we're going out of town or whatever, and we don't want to use something and not lose it and not be able to use it. So that's great. Well, that's Absolutely. so great. <laughs> I, I could just eat it. I know I could just eat it out of the bowl. I wouldn't even And see, it. <laughs> it's definitely getting thicker, right? Like what Joanne oh, is saying. Yeah. Look at that. So, and actually, I can show you this real quick too. And just like, I know it seems silly to talk about this, but I mess it up all the time. So you see how when something's like this, yeah. then the water's on the top. If I just started to stir around, I'm just going to splash things everywhere. And uh -huh. look, I already have a mess I made. So you want to kind of fold it in <laughs> like your, your family would fold things in for cakes. And if you're not using a spoon, you're using a, a whisk, it's a little bit easier. And That's then a cute you can little whisk bowl. Thank you. It has those cute little handles on it. That's really nice. And see, there I go spilling it out on the side because I'm trying to hurry up. <laughs> but you just do this a little bit and see, then all of a sudden, now we have a thinner sauce that's all incorporated. But I wanted to show you because at first when you pour it in, you're like, oh, that was a big mistake. Doesn't it look like, it looked like, what's she doing? But now there's a little bit of a thinner sauce. And it was mm. just that easy. Right. And you're not compromising the flavor just because you put a little bit of water in it because it has such an intense flavor that it's not going to really dilute it. Yeah. And the and if you're flavoring it for whatever thickness that you want, kind of. So if I wanted it to be a little thinner, I probably already flavored it for that. And as it got thicker, it might have gotten a little overpowering even. I don't even know that really would last very long in my house because it's probably so good. But if you wanted to store it, in, like you would put it in, seal it in something in the refrigerator, about how long would it last if you just didn't eat it all for some reason? Oats can be a little finicky. So I'd say three to five days. And you could make a half a batch of this. You don't have to make the whole batch. But the thing is, is the whole batch just really, <clears throat> it's, this whole batch is one cup of oats and one half cup of nutritional yeast and spices. So there's right. not a lot of bad things in there. You really could, you could drown your potato in this and still be just fine. Right. And, and that's the great thing I love about this lifestyle. I love about this particular cheese queso 
sauce that you're showing us. Before I ate this way, if I did have any kind of a dressing or a cheese sauce or anything, it would just be just a little bit because I'd be so worried about all the calories. And, and mm. But with this, you can just, well, you can eat it like soup. <laughs> and, you don't have to worry. Right. And you could you could dip um, carrots in there. You could do carrot sticks or celery. You could we could we could have left it thicker and left it more as like a dip. You know, like I'm thinking. I know queso is a dip, so I know that's a confusing way to put it. But you know, like the thickness of hummus or ranch dip or something like that. We could also let this get thick in that way too. Yeah, I think that. This is a wonderful recipe for people, for newbies, or people who are a little bit worried about doing things in the kitchen, and also for children or, or for teens, for young people who may not be, maybe they're a little apprehensive about the lifestyle. And, and they're so, that's something that they're kind of used. Oh, Joanne said, my husband pours it on. Yeah. So this is just something that, you know, the young people, <laughs> they, they would relate to this because this is something that they would probably eat a lot of the queso, the traditional queso. So this is, or something you could bring to a party where people say, oh, I can't eat your plant-based foods. And you're like, well, this is just queso. Come on. <laughs> right. And then you can do things like you can have the traditional chips. If you're taking it to a party, you could take something for you to eat. Then you can also have a bag of Tostitos or whatever. And then people are going to feel like it's a little more familiar to them. And I think with teenagers, if you're having trouble transitioning kids or teenagers over to a certain way of eating, having something like this can be super helpful. And you can make your own tortilla chips. So you can buy theirs. Yours, you can cut up the tortillas and you can put them in the air fryer or the oven. And then you have oil-free, salt-free chips. Yeah. that We like to make the chips out of the corn uh, tortillas like mm -hmm. that. And it's a lot of fun. I oh, <laughs> see, Joanne said, Amy, this is a recipe that you can make. Yes, <laughs> hey, I can make that. <laughs> oh, Joanne, be nice. <laughs> oh, she's oh, Marcy wants to know what flavors of cheese sauce are your favorites? <sighs> you know, I really love a queso. Um, I like that kind of green either green chili or something like that i'm thinking like with this so we could make this a green chili sauce we could have added a can of green chilies either after or in the blend if we just wanted the flavor to be there so i was thinking you could take like an ancho chili which is a dried chili pepper and then you can take the seeds and the stem out you can um put it in a little bit of boiling water you can either pour the kettle over simmer it for a minute let it get soft you could blend that up in here and it would make this brilliant red sauce that's still cheesy and ancho chilies are not spicy like jalapenos or um, habaneros or something like that. It's a mild chili and it just makes this beautiful dark flavor and it's rich. I think wow. those would be some good ones. You see, I don't, you, you're not seeing all the comments. Maybe you will see them in the replay, but here Apple 369 said, I like Kathy's idea of using this for Welsh rare bit. I'm going to give that a try. And during, when you have your classes, you're not only interacting with your, with the, with the audience, the people that are watching you in the class, 
they're interacting with each other, and like, <laughs> which is what's happening now. Hey, have you done that? Oh, she does this and that. It's really a, a great community. I am so grateful for the amazing people that come and hang out with me. I really, really am. I actually, I think it was last week that I was kind of having a bad day and I'm like, I'm going to go on a live and I haven't gone on a live and I just made some stuff and I just got to hang out with the most amazing people. So I, I feel like our community is super warm and supportive and, and, and wherever you are on your journey, if you are a meatless Monday person, or if you're a whole food plant-based, no oil SOS, you're just as welcome over in the Facebook group. And people are very welcoming and helpful for new people. Well, that's fantastic. Boy, this time just flew by. I, I hope you guys support Kathy and take advantage of the Be Green with Amy discount that we're going to be putting in the show notes after the show is over. She's got 11 cookbooks and Halloween is coming and one of her cookbooks is about Halloween. So I hope that you and all of your fans are coming on. Joanne said, we're grateful for you, Kathy. So I'm really glad that you were here and I hope that you'll come back again because this was just so much fun to be in your kitchen and to be amongst a lot of your fans and watch everybody interact and learning from you. You have so much to teach and you really are just so helpful with people who are trying to adopt this lifestyle or trying to take it up another notch. It is just fabulous. Thank you so much, Kathy, for being with us here. And I'm and if you guys click like, share this, this is how you're going to show Kathy your appreciation so that we can show everybody in the world that plant-based lifestyle is easy if you just know how. And if you have somebody like Kathy that can show you how not just to make it healthy, not just to make it easy, but also to make it delicious. I also want to tell you, stay tuned for a special announcement, but I want to thank Rebecca from PKA Solves. And boy, did she come to the rescue today when I had a little power outage and lost my internet for a moment and she stepped in and took care of it. And she's been in the background posting all the comments and taking care of all those things that we did. I also want to thank Jess from Jess Has Voice. She did the countdown. She also did the intro and she's going to be doing something coming up very soon. But most of all, I want to thank you guys. You're here supporting me, supporting Kathy. You're liking, you're subscribing, you're sharing. You're getting the word out for this lifestyle because we know that it's health promoting. It's delicious. It's also great for the environment. It's great for the animals. It's a win-win-win. And I'm just so glad that you're here. And it makes me get a warm feeling inside when I see you guys posting these comments because I feel like I'm a part of a bigger picture out there. And having a special guest like Kathy come on just really made it wonderful. And I wanted to also tell you that Just Task Voice is going to tell us who's going to come up next. Carol Klawanski lost 220 pounds by adopting a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. Find out what Carol learned about achieving a healthy body weight and how she maintained her weight loss for the past four years. Join us Wednesday, August 18th, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Be Green with Amy Live. And now for the best part, this is where we're going to be all together as a community because Kathy's going to sign off with my tagline and you guys can sign off too because you can type it in the comments below. Be strong, be well, and be green. green. <laughs>
<laughs> Bye, everyone.